back to the Arc of E podcast. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers. Uh, keep Keeping it safe once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we measured out six feet from yep. ourselves. Uh, Gavin has gloves on and a mask, which he was kind enough to remove before mm-hmm. the recording because that probably would uh, sound pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. No symptoms, no fever, no... Haven't... Nothing. Haven't seen you in a couple of days, so yeah. it's good to check it's in. It's been a while. In person. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you didn't bring any germs Definitely into did. my abode. Uh, yeah, but we're playing it safe, as safe yeah. as we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed our, our top five quarantine episode. Uh, hopefully you, you watched some of those, or maybe you were in the mood to just completely ignore it. In which case, I would recommend checking out the episode I just did with Mr. Sunshine Mayfield, uh, where we just recommended a bunch of different movies and TV shows to watch while you're quarantined. Yeah, I saw those go up. I need to listen to them. That actually hasn't gone up yet. We recorded that today. What did you put up? You put up more stuff with him, like little review stuff, right? We did our top five movies that we would like to see turned into TV shows. That's right. Okay, yeah. Uh, Also did a mini review of High Fidelity. That Mm -hmm. is up and out as is. There's a bunch of stuff out. And there's going to be more coming because I'm going to have a lot of downtime, Mm -hmm. at least this week, from what I understand from my work. So, uh more on that later, but that means more more podcasts for you, lovely people. Yeah. Um, Gavin's Gavin's still at work, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, and I mentioned this on the cast I recorded with Mayfield, but like everybody's doing good, everybody's doing great. Yeah. Um, not asking for any assistance of any kind, but if you do feel like supporting us in these times, if we're if we're bringing you some some solace or some solidarity, um, lighthearted you, humor, lighthearted yes. distractions. Um, you can go over to the uh, patreon.com slash the arc of e uh, where you can get some bonus content for as little as a dollar a month if you're not even if, if you're not up for spending any cash totally understand that as well but if you are an apple itunes or podcast app user uh you can go on to this podcast and give us a little five-star rating because i had that, a question about that can we clear this up for people absolutely so if they just go on and give like the five-star review does five that star count? Rating, rating, Sorry. rating, and review two separate things. So, in order for to do the whole thing I was talking about with like that, you were telling me that Mayfield I saw like being able to review stuff next year and all that, becoming a basically a, a legitimate, yeah, a tomato meter, legitimate. Yeah. Which I guess I shouldn't say this publicly since we're trying to get on there, but like Rotten Tomatoes doesn't mean anything. But it would it would legitimize us in as much as like we can contribute reviews that would be counted mm-hmm. among you know what determines whether it's a splat. Or a certified or it's fresh. fresh. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, but what do they need to do? Is it do you have to actually write a review, or can you just hit the five five star? Well, rate? part of it is we have to be putting out at least four episodes a month on our feed for okay. one thing. Okay, we have to have two hundred plus ratings on Apple iTunes because that's still the standard they go by. Even though everything is very much shifting towards Spotify, right? That's the standard for right now for their criteria. Uh, 
and yeah, we'll have, there'll be a written component for them that'll also be on the site, but essentially our verbal reviews can be quoted and referenced, you know, in there as well. Yeah, but I meant for like the people that are going to help, would help us get there. They don't have to like write a review. They just need to hit rating, right? <clears throat> they do not at all. Just sorry, clearing sorry, the throat. Sorry, sorry, right, just, just checking. Just checking. Just checking. Thank you for any concern. Might happen a um, couple times this episode. Yeah. But no, you are not required to actually physically write a review. Okay. But if you click Thank the God. rating of five stars, um, it, it does count. Okay. And we're just trying to get that number up. It well, is currently sitting at 10. So we got a, we got a long road okay, to so, hope. So people, people like my need... post on Instagram, but nobody did anything about it. Yeah. This goes back to every time. The follow through. Yeah. That's what, that's what we need from that's you. What so that's why I'm, men- I'm trying to get better yeah. about this and we're mentioning it every top, episode. Yeah. Well, like I said all the time, we would get these guys that come in that are car shells and we get their checks and they're like, one of the, my senior tellers you say oh, look at this this guy's doing it part time you should go do this I'm like Wendy I can't get people to hit like on a podcast for free I don't think I'm able to sell them a car at like 20 grand it's not gonna happen case in point that's like the fourth time you've said that exactly on this podcast I know that's people okay. may maybe the fourth time people will actually understand it so everybody who like liked my thing on Instagram could you just do me a solid and just go do it that'd be like at least 10 more okay well let's <laughs> let's stop shilling for ourselves for the moment but again that it would be greatly appreciated if yes. you're enjoying this at all. Um, but regardless, just your listenership means enough as is. But if you want to go above and beyond, there are those options for you. And let's add this too. Wait, do they have to be five star ratings? You could leave us a one star if you fucking hate the show. I we have a to reviews. have over two hundred ratings with I believe a four okay or five four or higher okay. essentially overall gotcha. average rating. Four stars are high. And you should have like a, a thousand one star reviews just for people being assholes. Yeah. <laughs> or you could totally tank us and sabotage this entire endeavor. Yeah. Um, and if you make it, us both question you, what we've been doing for the past three years. If you hate us that much, why are you listening in yeah. the first place to even hear this? But okay, like the Walking Dead podcast for let's, people. <laughs> let's put this to bed and we'll, we're going to kick things off. Uh, I'll run through the, the agenda uh, as it were. It. Okay. We are doing a little, a little top five. This yeah. is uh, essentially, I think I'm going to title this episode, Wishful Thinking. Let's Top five uh, most anticipated movies from now until September. You can only do that if you agree to enter the show with Go West, King of Wishful Thinking. 100%. Captain, or the newfound glory cover, whichever you want to do. I'm fine with both. I'm going to go with the original. Yeah. it was. I changed the workstation today because we were like by ourselves. I'm like, I'm not listening to the same shit we've been listening to. New station. That was the first song to play. I'm have so you, excited. Have you seen Paul Rudd and Jimmy Fallon? recreate yes. the video okay i love sure. it i didn't know if we needed to watch that in the room right now okay but yeah we're that's not talk... the only way they do that they do a um uh spin me right round they do that too yep. yeah dead or alive dead or alive that's it totally derailed sorry uh, i don't even know where we are now we're totally doing the top five off. we're gonna do our top five then we'll do some uh what we've been watching while we're still in the movie arc then we'll transition over to the tv arc we got a few things to talk about um, and then I had a three songs or less planned for the music arc segment, but Gavin was teasing that maybe he wanted to do some, something else. So we'll, we'll deal with that when we get to it. Okay. Yeah. We're just, we're just cashing out over here. Yeah. Nothing at 11 crazy. o'clock on a Monday night. What a, you know, what a weird we times, man. Yeah. Weird times. The way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're back. I'm going to let you. You my, let you lead off. You want my number five? Let you bat number one. Hit hit me. Ooh, okay. Hit it. All right. Well, my number five is uh, 
going to be no time to die. Okay. The latest James Bond. I did say that the cutoff was was end of August, and we were going to save September through the end of the year. Um, Oh, so you don't want to do November? I I thought we were just going to go into the year, but okay. I mean... We might as well at this point. We don't know. That's I my tried whole thing. to limit mine. I'm trying to be maybe a little more hopeful, but okay. So no time to die. Yeah. Which of course we probably would be watching what a week or two weeks from now originally. Is yeah. that correct? Or no. It was gonna be in March. Last week into March. It's uh I believe. Yeah, it's got April what is the date on here now? It's, it's got April tenth. Well it says April tenth. Well, here. I think that was the original okay. Okay, and they pushed maybe it back from the now that it's in yes. November. I gotcha. That's okay. why I put it on there because, like, oh, that's going to be right here before the summer. Okay, you know that was the original intent. Yeah, but yes, okay, so yeah, push to I believe Thanksgiving weekend essentially, which does make more sense. I feel like and totally plays and works. And I hope you know we're on the other side of this by then, and everything goes off without hitch. I know they already lost money on it, but it's whatever. They'll make it back in the long run. Oh, I'm sure. There's no way they're gonna like if if that ends up like going to streaming for forty dollars or something. Dude, the end times are truly upon us. I just want yeah. you to know that. If the broccolis cave and put it up of on course. the internet. Um, yeah. Okay. So we'll let it slide. I tried to keep mine and yeah. Okay. My number five is Candyman. Just on your list. Yeah. It's my number four. Okay. So we well, yeah, I'm yeah. glad I, I mean, didn't like crush it. Yeah, no. It works. Uh, June 12th. So who knows? Uh, Trailer dropped a couple weeks ago before all of this hit, of course. Kind of out of nowhere for me. I don't know about you. I mean, I was aware that it was happening. Mm -hmm. I knew Jordan Peele was producer on it. Um, Casting was still kind of up in the air for a bit. Mm -hmm. And then we got the trailer. I'm incredibly intrigued. I rewatched Candyman for the first time in a long time this past October. Mm -hmm. Still holds up. Great movie, but also one where you see like... You know, if you guys just put a little bit more like effort into the story in places, there's a lot of rich stuff to draw on here. So perfect candidate for a remake, yeah, and an, an update. And this seems like it's essentially a sequel. It happens in a universe where the events of at least the first, first one movie took already place. Happened. Okay, yeah, um, I, I and it's never a return to Cabrini Green and everything. So, um, very excited. You got Yaya Abdul Mateen from. Uh, Watchmen, I guess, most recently for people. That's and of course, he was in like, Us as well. He's him? in the opening of Us. That's right. Um, he's great. He's fantastic. And what, what I love the trailer because we barely get any Candyman. And I hope you don't get a lot of it. I hope it's so, like, like just the littlest, like, the tiniest bit. Yeah. Because that's the terrifying I, part I of it I will say that whole this trailer. was kind of a um, weird, weird one to draw a comparison to, but... Like the Pet Cemetery trailer, I talked about my issues with Lithgow's like line deliveries and stuff. Hearing the new Candyman voice, I am a little like, okay, it's gonna be a little bit of adjustment because you just you're expecting Tony, Tony Todd. Todd, and it's so yeah. distinct. And I remember at one point, and I'm not sure about this, I thought Lakeith Stanfield was going to be playing Candyman. Me too, as I understood it, but I don't know if that's the case now, based on the cast list that I saw. But I was under the impression that that was Lakeith. But I also get the vibe from the tr- this trailer that Candyman is essentially taking over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I can tell, like he's I, 
I think the trajectory for the movie, at least this is what I get from the trailer, maybe it's giving too much away, is he is eventually going to be transformed into what will now be Candyman. Yeah. Once he comes back into like his corporeal form or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. That makes sense. I think they're going to establish some new rules as well because it's very vague in the original. Yeah. And I haven't seen, I think there's two sequels. I haven't seen either one. I know there's one called Farewell to the Flesh. Yes, I think that's I think the, the third one maybe. I don't know. Is that a Hellraiser title? Or maybe maybe that is the third Candyman. I don't know. Yeah, it's the help. It's all Clive Barker, right? Barker. I think Candy so. Yeah. Um, even though he didn't direct any of the Candyman. no, I mean they're all stories from. There's like four guys. But I that highly recommend you do go back there. and watch the original, which is still on Netflix right now. Just the just the total like tone of it and vibe and particularly the way it's shot it feels really like, unique horror movie it feel, compared like, to I anything that was coming out at the time anything i every time i've ever seen anything from it there is just like a did you guys shoot this in like 24 23 point 23 and a half frames a second or something it's just there's just the slightest a dreamlike quality there's a slight twinge of like this doesn't look like anything i've ever seen but yet it does kind of, but it's just, it's like a weird unsettling kind of thing. Almost yeah. like, you know, how they, I'm sure there's, I'm, I'm blanking on whoever it is, but like they would shoot stuff in a different like frame rate and then they would slightly tweak it to roll it down a little bit. Just something like that had, mm-hmm. I'm sure had to be done. So, okay. but yeah, that's my number four. So if you want to roll into your four, we can do that. Okay. We can definitely do that. This might also be stepping on your toes. Probably. Man. June 24th. Fingers crossed. That we can take to the skies once again with Top Gun Raverick. I mean, it's on my list. Do you not want to say where it is? Do you want me to table it? I mean, we can go ahead and talk about it. Where? Okay, sorry. There's yeah. not a lot that's slated at yeah, this exactly, point. Yeah, exactly. Because it's for the window I gave you. Because yeah. it's my number. Two. I mean, we've been amped for this for over. You said your number two. It's my number two. Gotcha. Yeah. We've been amped for this for over. I mean, they dropped the trailer at least a year ago, right? The first oh, yeah. teaser. Um, can't wait. I mean, I haven't revisited the uh, the original, the OG, in a while. You and I have talked off mic about possibly exploring the filmographies of, of the brothers Scott, as it were. Mainly just Tony, but I mean, I mean we, we really want to just talk about Tony Scott, but you kind of, that was our angle in, was like, they're brothers, let's compare the filmographies, but yeah, really just want to do Tony Scott. Yeah, and I can tell you if we jumped on it right now, I think he was maybe in the running, but uh, blank check. Just they released who they're doing next. It's George Miller, so we're all Ooh. in the clear, man. Oh, we're not gonna okay. have we any Manhunters yeah. issues. That'll work. Okay? Uh, yeah, because I know everybody's like, "Oh my God, are they gonna clash again?" Yeah, I mean the true archie, the, the, the true arcades <laughs> out there are like, "Oh man, these guys." Yeah. It's like classic drama going down. Yeah, all oh, 25 man. of them. Yep. Okay. Uh, that are all our friends. But yeah, Top Gun Maverick. Okay, we get the main attraction for me here. I mean, obviously, Tom Cruise. Stepping back. Has he done... Has he, this is going to sound like a stupid question, maybe after I ask. Has he done a sequel? Every Mission Impossible no, movie? No, uh, outside of his franchise. franchise. You know what I mean? No, I don't think he stepped into a property. Excuse me, Jack Reacher. Yes. Which is kind of his it like is. little baby franchise on the side, but it's still Macquarie, so it's like it kinda yeah. just feels like this is when you guys wanna like not what spend as much money what you're asking you go is, make one of those. What you're asking is, has he gone back to revisit a property 
that is not yeah, a franchise he's, property. He's never really done this. Like it's not like the out the uh, the Equalizer where it's like Denzel does that. He's never done a sequel. Then he does the Equalizer two. Yes, it's not something like that. No, yeah, this I guess you could say is like essentially the. I mean, it, I mean, let's just ask it right here. Is Top Gun not the most popular movie he's known for? Like, if you think Tom Cruise, you not just think Top Gun. It's definitely. I say the I, name. I, I think it depends on what generation you ask, exactly. but I think it, broadly speaking, it's probably in the top three that come to mind immediately. Mm-hmm. I would also think, maybe for a certain generation, it's risky business just because of the iconography of the, the one, one scene. scene. That's exactly. it. Tell me what happened. Tell me besides well, talk them about all- a star-making performance, though, it, just in general. Yeah. But no, I was gonna say. Jerry Maguire, I feel like, yeah. it's got to be top three consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe, I feel like for some people, maybe if there's, you know, this is before things kind of start to go south for him publicly, but Minority Report, dude. It's the best it, of the Spielberg yeah. collaborations. And I lo- I really like War of the Worlds, even though it's got I just issues. Re- I had rewatched but, that the other because it was out for, I watch it anytime. Yeah. It's one of those I just still want because it's, I just love the way he acts <laughs> Just the kind He's of guy a he is. Great fucking actor. I just yes, rewatched a, um, Tropic Thunder recently for the first time in forever. Who is it that said something his, like, "Look at that! That man's a movie star." Like that's a, he comes in the room. That's a movie star, boys. Like yeah. look at that guy. <laughs> like seriously. Absolutely. So, but obviously he's the main attraction. But Miles Teller as Goose's son. Yes, that has always been the was, selling point of yes, this to me. That was what. And I was then you go throw to. in Ed Harris essentially playing like the Strickland part. I would assume, kind of, yeah, maybe or like. A, a version a stand-in for that and i i assume there's some other great character actors buried in here i know john ham's in it i think as a little bit of a arrival i mean i saw we those I saw kilmer's the, back, i was gonna say i saw those workout photos of kilmer getting back even in though shape. he's not in the trailer so that's I, my best that's, that's my favorite part I, that's what i'm saying i'm like they still got another card to play yeah and i hope it's a cool reveal in the movie but yeah obviously we're incredibly amped for it there is i mean this this should be a family movie for us, obviously. We this should. was mom and dad's first date, correct? Oh, I don't know about that. I hadn't heard I'm that. Almost story. positive their first date was to go see Top Gun. Oh wow! Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, I didn't know that. I have to, we have to confirm that. I'm almost a hundred percent positive. At least okay. that's how they've okay, always. Well, stay tuned for the next episode where we determine if that's true or not. Remember, okay. we got to so do that. That was my number four. You, I stepped on your number four no. and your number two yes. as well. Okay. Uh, so where your number three? Can it'll we be do my, that? Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll do that. My number three. Um, so my number three, I was gonna make a joke here and just be like, my number three is Chuck Hank and the San Diego Twins. But I mean, that's that's unanimously my number one for the past like ten years. So who cares? Okay. And well, you got any note, updates? I don't. But side note, I mean, on self quarantine, presumably they're all in post, and it's just an editing and like effects thing at this point. I'm hoping maybe this is the thing that puts it over the edge yeah. and we get it. Here's the deal, guys. If you don't want to spend money on our Patreon, go to Coat Wolf's Patreon and just give them money yeah, to make this thing happen. Out please. The rest of this movie, please. please. And Canary as well. Yeah. I don't know how far along that production I thought was, that, well, which I'm I thought sure he is halted. A, I thought so. he got a distribution deal on it. I thought I remember reading that he yeah, got no, it Yeah, Canary's all, all good as far as I understand. It's just I don't know if it's finished yet. Oh, okay. Um. So, yeah, what is your actual number Oh, three, my no, actual number three, our, uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. Really excited about it. I Did fucking love that trailer. Did you see the Celebrity Imagine video that everybody's no. pissed off at? No. no what's that? Okay. Gal Gadot put it together. Um, it's just a bunch of celebrities singing singing Imagine. And then, of course, people were like, 
Okay, I love that this is your guys' response, you fucking rich assholes with all of your money who could be helping out right now. Yeah, this is the way to make a difference right now. People have parodied it. It's been ripped to shreds all over the internet, but it's her, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal. Like, she got all of her Wonder Woman buddies, but then also, like, Will Ferrell's in it, Sarah Silverman, like, some a, a random assortment of people. Um, it is, it's pretty cringeworthy, just because it's not, like... They're all singing different parts of the song, and they're all in different keys. Hmm. Some of them are good singers, some of them aren't. Like, it, it, it's awkward. You should definitely check it out. I'll I kind of want you to watch it in the room right now. I I think I'll wait. Okay. It's just too much cringe for me to 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 do. Don't worry about it. But I I am also that this is one might end up getting punted probably to the end of the year or next year. I will tell you if we if we do legitimately get on the other side of this and have theaters start opening back up, this is going to be like the most insane fall movie season mm-hmm. ever to keep track. Yeah, of. Yeah, if you have like an AMC movie pass, you are in luck when this when when this is all said and done, and you just like got eighteen movies that you just like. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. You spend a whole month in theaters just running through all these things yeah. that are going to get thrown out, which is, I don't know, I don't. I mean, my question is now not so much as what's getting pushed back, but what's production like on stuff? I know I mean, lots everything of stuff is down. halted for the most part. I just saw a thing today uh, with a statement from Netflix that was basically like, "Yes, we've halted production on all, including like Stranger Things. Nothing's happening right now." But they said it will not affect their slate until later this year. Essentially, okay. at the rate they're at right now, with how they have stuff staggered we won't start seeing the effects of that until yeah. you know, they won't be hitting like presumably a Christmas release for Stranger Things. Cause I think that since they did summer last year, they were going to do Christmas, but which is when it first originally came out, right? It was like December. Was fall. No, yeah. it launched in October cause it was a Halloween thing. I thought that Halloween was for the second season. The first season came out like November, December around Christmas. I thought time, the first thought. season came out in October and it didn't become a thing until like maybe not. Yeah. Maybe December. that's it. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, their whole like yeah. slate, all their international stuff too, obviously, yeah. is all halted. So, but yeah, they said they're good on like most of their stuff until like, you know, after the summer. Well, the thing with them is like, even if it's not the stuff you're waiting on, there's still 1,300 million like other things they put out. So yeah, I mean, you can, if you miss one, now's you should go check out the scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, now's the time to go get <laughs> that the stuff that's giant Netflix barrel. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, somebody's cousin owed somebody somebody, so they had to get them a deal and they got one season and somehow people liked it. So some they, they talked their way to season two and read, read off and just like, fine, I don't care. Okay. Whatever. What was your, what was that again? What were we even talking that's about? That's my number three. So it's your number three. What was the movie? Though? Wonder Woman. Okay. Uh, I'm excited for it as well. Uh, and obviously one that like we want to see on a big screen. Definitely. So yeah, if it needs to wait a while. Yeah, I'll wait. what it is. Uh, September 25th. This is the furthest out. Fingers crossed that nothing happens to it. Uh, Last Night in Soho. The latest from Mr. Edgar Wright. I saw it was he was directing it. I didn't read anything about it. Yeah, no trailer yet, uh, but we do know it involves time travel of some sort. Uh, and it's a, yeah, a young girl passionate about fashion design is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s, where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer. But 1960s London is not what it seems, and time seems to fall apart with shady consequences. So. Sounds interesting. 
Thomas M. McKenzie, who was most recently in Jojo Rabbit. She was also in Leave No Trace with uh, Ben Foster. It was two years ago. Incredible movie. Hmm. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy from The Witch and uh, Split, of course. And who else we got in there? Diana Rigg. Uh, Terrence Stamp is in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I'm excited, obviously, for anything that he does. And this one seems uh, not quite. It seems a little more in the vein of like uh, the World's End, which has over time risen to be just like I. I literally kind of equally love everything that he's made. Like it's truly hard to pick a favorite. For a time, it was Hot Fuzz. For a time, it was obviously Shaun of the Dead. Scott Pilgrim was up there for a bit. Oh yes, Scott. But Pilgrim. the World's End, man. Every time I go back to it, I'm like, that is that is a damn fine movie very funny and like continues to have things that i'm like i miss that i miss that and you and i saw that in theaters did we not i thought you and i I went to see so i definitely saw it in a theater i don't know if it was with you if i'm being honest i thought we went okay i could be wrong (laughs) i don't know could be right could be right could be black could be white could be white uh yeah so last night in soho uh slated right now for september 25th that's my number three so, your number two we was already got Candyman. was Candyman. I already stepped on them toes, so we'll jump back over to me. <laughs> already stepped on them toes. Uh, oh, and I did not pull a date for this one. Excuse me. I think it's July, but let me double check. Slated for July 24th, the latest for Mr. Wes Anderson. Gavin can go ahead and just tune the fuck out. Huh? Uh, <laughs> that was perfect, dude. That was great timing. Uh, the French Dispatch. I, I don't think we've done this yet. Do you want to do this game? No? Sure, why Whatever, not? we're doing it. Elizabeth Moss, Timothy Chalamet, Saoirse Ronan, Leah Seydoux, Edward Norton, Tilda Swinton, Christoph Waltz, Willem Dafoe, Bill Murray, Jeffrey Wright, Adrian Brody, Benicio Del Toro, Owen Wilson, Leah Schreiber, Francis McDormand, Angelica Houston, Fisher Stevens, Jason Schwartzman, Griffin Dunn, Henry Winkler, Bob Balaban, Matthew Almerique, Tony Revolori. We can. You're just naming names. These are people who don't even exist. No, just fake I had to name Revolori, dude. He's great. People know him more from the Spider-Man movies, of course, the the latest two. But uh, Grand Budapest, man. He was fantastic. Wes Anderson discovered him before anybody else, man. Who is this now? What's that? This is Wes Anderson. This is Wes Anderson. Okay, Correct. I don't like him. I like <laughs> Paul, Paul Thomas, Thomas Anderson. And I like, like him. And you like Paul W.S. W- That's my favorite. <laughs> W.S. is top notch. Paul's Bob. fantastic PT, PTA Shit is all right. Literally no one says. <laughs> <laughs> PTA is a close second. And then Wes Anderson... You know, third place is third place. It is what it is. We still got to do that cast. We do. Point. We got a lot of time, man. Maybe yeah, well, I mean, I'm ready. the time for the Paul W.E.S. Anderson cast. And what were, we, what were we doing with that again? What was the premise? The idea was we took all their movies and we threw them in a hat. And then we had to draw it random. So sometimes it was going to be a week where you were forced to watch a Wes Anderson movie. And sometimes it would be a week where I was forced to watch Resident Evil 7 or whatever the fuck it would end But you would also get Mortal Kombat, dude. Come on. It's in there. 
It is. There. I saw it's coming to Netflix soon. Haven't watched it in a while. Do you get Annihilation? Is Annihilation a, a W.S. Anderson joint? If it was, did he do the sequel? I don't no, somebody else. He came had. In. He probably had to have. Like, I just can't. I can't imagine that he did both of those well, because the first he busy was busy so... with like. Is Event Horizon before or after that? It's after Mortal Kombat. I know that much. Okay. I know this much <laughs> is true. Okay. Uh, <laughs> are we good? Do you want to just say your number one, which might be my number one? Uh, when What date is your number one come out? July 17th. So does mine. All right. <laughs> uh, I saw a trailer for it earlier today. Brother, you get Death um, Race with Statham. Just what? Are, where are we at? What are we? Why are we talking about this? W. S. Anderson. You get oh, Alien okay. versus. Predator. I actually do really like the Death Race remake. It's pretty solid. You get the new Monster Hunter that's coming out. I'm intrigued just based Pandora? on the visuals alone. Soldier never with saw. Kurt Russell. Yeah. The the Three Musketeers movie from 2011, which did was really he do dope. Annihilation or not? I'm looking. I don't see it on here. He's probably no. dodged that bullet. What did he do right after MK? I think literally it's MK in 95. What was before Mortal Kombat? Is that, that his directorial that, that debut? That is his directorial Are debut, my friend. fucking kidding me? The next thing is Event Horizon. And then right. he has Soldier. Oh, sorry. Shopping in 94, I think was his. It might be a, like a low-budget or Air Brit film or something Yeah, but like just imagine a podcast where we can go from Resident Evil 7, whatever one that is called, to like Bottle Rocket. And then... Death Boogie Race. Night. And then Boogie Nights. And then Death Race 3. I'm just, I'm just saying, that could be a potential order of episodes. Yeah. What, where else are you going to get that? I mean, right? you got Pompeii with with, uh, with Jon Snow from 19, 2014. Yeah. So good stuff in here. I'm not saying there's <laughs> not good stuff in the other guys from filmography. I'm just saying. That was the idea. Gyms. Is we yeah. throw them all in a hat and you're just forced to watch whichever one comes up that week. And then at the end of that episode of recording it, we pick the one for the next week. Well, or we just have one episode where we pick oh, them at random and that determines well, the Well, why order. don't we just, dude, I got, I got it. What? Let's just do that. And then we just, that's a, that's a segment. And like, it, every time we come back to meet, we have a movie that we've watched. We don't make it like its own show. We integrate it into this giant thing we're doing. Okay. So it's constantly ongoing. Jaw feel. Okay. Yeah. You want to kick that off at the end of this episode? I mean, you're going to go get a hat. I mean, I got a hat. You got all the things listed to cut or whatever? Or what are you going to do? I mean, I isn't there like, there's got to be an app, right? Right. There's got to be like a, hey, a take app. these like 30 things and yeah. sort them. There's like got to be a random, simpler way to do this. We'll yeah, figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, or we could just agree that when Mortal Kombat comes back to Netflix, we just start with Mortal Well, no. I don't know. No. No. Here's what we do. Okay. We make it very, very simple. And I'll, fi- I'll figure this out off mic. We're, we're just rambling at this point. I got what? it. I got it, my friend. I was just going to say, we got it. Make something assigned to the three of them. Narrow it down by director initially, and then a place in their filmography. So two numbers essentially, one through three, and then, you know, yeah. And we just mark it off. We just got to. The thing is, we just mark it off the board and like keep it in a big notebook of what we have watched because, you know, you're picking out of a hat, dude. Dice. That's all we fucking need. Three dice. Yeah. Well, three sets of die. Yeah. We'll figure for the it first out. ten, and then we got our first six, and we got to figure something else out. Okay. Yeah. Great idea. Maybe we could pick cards. We'll see if we follow through. Maybe that'll work. Yeah. They'll each be a deck. No, no, That's no. About we, Fifty-two movies. No, but, no, we got we got an ace. We got a two and a three. So your three card monium. 
then the rest of the deck through just do well, you know, we'll go through ten or whatever. We just first ten we roll through. All right, cool. We're done. Okay. And then the next ten we roll through. All right. It'll be fun. You got a deck of cards handy? I think I got one in my car, yeah. All right. Well, you just... should have some zombie trading cards mom gave you. I, I got them in my desk. Did we even say what our number one is? Oh, it's uh, Tenet. Fucking Tenet. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. This is, I mean, this is the ultimate where, okay, July 17th. If you can't see this movie in a theater, you're not going to want to see it, right? Right. So that, that to me is maybe the, like, the one that's right on the, on the border. There. I could see that. Yeah. But I just saw the trailer again today mm-hmm. on the front of Richard Jewell. Which oh. I finally caught up with. Well, that's uh, cool. I did a huge Redbox uh, run yesterday. Nice. We'll we'll get into a few more of them. I got some. In our what we've been watching segment. But yeah, obviously, Tenet, I, I put it, for me personally, above the French Dispatch because I know what to expect from a Wes Anderson movie. There are certain just like pleasure centers of my brain that I expect it to hit, and it's going to every time. I know what I'm going to get to a certain extent. Okay? There's room for surprise, though. Nolan, you know, I'm always surprised. Oh, yeah. I sat down for Dunkirk, still not fully aware of like, oh, so this is what he's doing with the editing and the structure. I Nobody had told me that beforehand. I had no idea what I was getting into. Okay. So even in a movie like that where you're expecting like, that's oh, a war movie. I know, you know, I know what to expect. Still subverted it. Based on this trailer, I mean, it looks like, it looks like. He's dipping back into more like Inception territory, but something's going on with time travel and like spatial manipulation. I don't know. It looks cool as hell. John David Washington and Robert Pattinson. I mean, do I, I don't need anything else other than you tell me those are your, your, your two main guys that are going to anchor this. I'm in. I can't wait. Trailer looks amazing, but I need to see this thing in IMAX. I, and I refuse to settle for anything less. So. Again, we cross our fingers. This has been Wishful Thinking, uh, the 2020 edition. Uh, but yeah, those were our most anticipated. Uh, I did have two honorable mentions that I'll throw in there. One that I am I think is kind of lost in the shuffle right now. I'm waiting to hear an announcement on what's going to happen with it. Fast 9. Um, <laughs> Fast 9 is pushed to next year. We know that okay. for a fact. They, just, they were like, hey, we're going to deal with this way down the road, so to speak. Quarter mile down the road, you know. Anyways, Promising Young Woman, uh, which I guess was supposed to come out last weekend. Obviously, I didn't hear any like, oh, we're going to, it's going to be on Prime soon or Netflix picking it up or any outlets picking it up. Carrie Mulligan's in it. There was a trailer last year that dropped, but it's a kind of a movie about the Me Too moment. But she essentially goes, goes out and fakes intoxication and sees how far a guy will take it essentially and then if they don't behave correctly she corrects them if you will um it looks very subversive is it like hard candy yes but with a a much more like cynical fun edge to it seemingly like it's a little more playful but still dealing with some like you know Played on the festival circuit, got varying reactions, but it was definitely a, like, you have to see this movie kind of mm-hmm. movie. And we haven't really seen Carrie Mulligan in a little bit, so exciting What's on the that last basis. Big thing? I mean, 
I'm thinking Wall Street's last thing I remember in. I'm sure she's done other stuff, but like that's I, my I, last thing I remember. Yeah, I feel in. like she had a string of like I remember. I thought Suffragette was gonna be a big thing, mm-hmm. like a big Oscar play, and then nothing happened with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, we love her from Drive, of course, and and Education, and uh, what's the Kajuya Seguro book? Never Let Me Go. Yes, which is her essentially the Night- island. Her and Knightley, yeah, that was good. And who's the guy in that? Garfield, right? That's right. It is Andy er, Garfield. Er, Andy, oh, good old Andy Garfield. Listen, man, you know. Yeah. God bless that kid. <laughs> I, <laughs> I bought a... Oh, my God. What is his name? I'm trying to think of the fucking the Garfield sketch from... I think you should leave. Oh, um, uh, Tim... Jim... No, what is his last name? It's Jim something, right? Yeah. Creator of Garfield. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jim... Yeah, I know you're talking about him. Yeah. I don't know his last I name. I to- totally botched it. Never mind. Whatever. Okay. Uh, promising Young Woman, anyways. So I don't know what's happening with it. Hopefully it gets a digital release sometime soon. That is a movie I'd be willing to, you know, pay a premium for to check out at home. Because I would have gone and seen it in theaters. I was excited to see it. Uh, and then I also had, we still don't have a trailer for this one. That's why I kind of pushed it ways down. It's called Sound of Metal. Hmm. Uh, comes out August 14th, possibly. Stars Riz Ahmed as a drummer, a metal drummer, who is losing his hearing. Ooh. And so it's very, like, apparently the sound design is kind of the main feature hmm. of the movie and putting you inside his head and how he perceives things. Um but yeah, we still don't have a trailer. I've just heard it described, essentially, and there's a few stills online for it. But it sounds like a really cool concept. And I like Riz Ahmed, and we haven't really seen him in like a, a big lead role yet. So I'm down. I'm ready for it. Uh, hopefully we get to see that at some point. Okay, that was it on my honorable mentions. Did you have any? Uh, no, no. All right, then uh, let's jump so, straight into a little uh, what we've been watching. I mentioned I did watch Richard Jewell earlier today. Um, it's a Clint Eastwood movie. So, for some people, you're probably like, "All right, I'm, I'm on board." But nobody really showed up for this movie in the theater. The only story I had heard around it was all of the issues with the Olivia Wilde journalist character, and mm-hmm. like whether that was appropriate or not, and whether or not it undermined the whole argument of the movie, which is like firmly against a media that railroads this guy, and it's like. But if you're making up false statements about members of the media, aren't you trafficking in the same mm-hmm. shit? And it's hard to tell whether a lot of that is Eastwood or I did not realize this until the credits rolled. It's a Billy Ray script. I like Billy Ray because of Shattered Glass, a movie from 2003, I believe. Which is which about features, fake journalism? Yes. <laughs> And about a true story that is apparently, from all accounts that I've heard, handled very accurately to how it occurred. Yeah. So, yeah. Really, it just seems like a an unforced error of some kind where it's like, they don't need to hit it as hard as they do. Like, it is, it is kind of comical, the degree to which they have, like, Olivia Wilde's character, like, posing in the news office where she walks in with the headline of, like, the article she just wrote and everybody's applauding her and she's like dancing around and shit and slow but like it's it hits it very very hard all of that being said paul walter hauser i kind of think should have been in the five nominees for best actor i thought he was incredible 
Sam Rockwell, actually my favorite Sam Rockwell performance in a minute. Hmm. I know people like absolutely love Three Billboards. I thought he was good in it, but I didn't go as like crazy for it as everybody else did. Obviously, that's what he won the Oscar for. I like Mr. Ray. I also just saw Rockwell, we're going to transition right here, in Jojo Rabbit, which I finally caught up with. Have you seen either of these? No. Okay. Jojo, um, I'm going to save a little bit of this for the conversation I'm inevitably going to have with Mayfield about it, but I was not as hot on it as some people were. I I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed it, but I did have a few issues here and there. I, I, this may sound like a weird statement of all the Taika movies so far, it might be my least favorite, but still a really good movie and Hmm. one that I enjoyed. But what we do in the shadows is like a flat out masterpiece to me. I still would put Ragnarok above this and I'd probably put hunt for the wilder people, hunt for the wilder people Hmm. above this as well. But maybe a rewatch, maybe I'll feel differently, but it's got some laughs in there. Uh, my issues are maybe a little bit tonal, which for the most part I think it navigates really well, but um, it's one of those that would be easier to talk about once you've seen it. So recommend both of those, though. I think they're both definitely worth your time. Uh, a movie that is not worth your time, which I have already bashed on one podcast this week, but I'm going to I'm gonna give you a PSA because you joked to me in person that you went and saw this movie opening day, and I don't know if you've ever caught up with it. Have you seen Black Christmas from last year. I no, I did not go watch the remake on opening day. Are you kidding but me? But you, we were. I haven't caught up with we it met either. Up no. at mom and dad's or something. Yeah, it was on Christmas Day, yeah. and you were like, we were like "Yeah, we were late. We were, had to go watch Black Christmas." And I thought, I you of look, course, you, I was like, your entire you face really, changed. You're like, you really you're so it. upset. Um, tough sit, man. One of one of the worst movies I've watched start to finish in quite some time. Um, wow, I had, but still not bad enough for you to turn it off. It was one of those where I felt committed to the bit at a certain point. And let me tell you, dude, there is a kind of a third act plot twist, not a twist at all, that takes it into the realm of the supernatural, which I was like, why is this in my Black Christmas movie? Why the fuck is this even called Black Christmas? If it had been called anything else, it's like a it's like a 6.5. It's a totally fine horror movie, whatever. But the fact that you put that name on it, and you, you want to draw any comparisons to a true classic of the genre, mm-hmm. I'm going to judge it harshly, and it ye shall be judged. It is <laughs> not a good movie. Uh, but I would love for you to watch it. Okay, I'll So we can out. talk about it. So. so would you say <clears throat> original? I talked, about this, I talked about this with Alex, and I'm like, I don't even know at this point, because you know how much I hate Black Xmas, and I'm almost inclined to say that that was a better it is a better better use of my time how did you watch this did you red box it i red boxed it i I told you dude i went on a red box spree i still have ford versus ferrari haven't gotten to it yet is it on stream on streaming did you get i just brought you your movies back you got all those when you say streaming you also mean rentable correct yeah is it available streaming somewhere online? yes you can rent it yeah that's what i meant yeah but i don't have to go to Redbox germs Correct. Yeah. People. No, I've been thoroughly washing my hands with my oh, red yeah. box rentals, to no. be clear. You wash the box in. itself, too, right? And the Wipe disc and everything. I scrubbed yeah. it with uh, soap and water, mm-hmm. and then put it in my PS4. <laughs> Play like a dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> Squeaky clean. Squeaky clean. All right. You mean, I, I got a big, I got a pretty I big mean, list. I, I got some others, but I want to let you jump in here. Well, no, because I feel like I'm going to want to discuss mine. Well, there's only like three. Okay. So there's uh, four. I'm gonna, you may go from like least to favorite of the. Of the, okay, of the I'll, I'll knock these out really, really quick. Okay, 
Uh, we watched Spinal Tap for like the billionth time. It's okay. on IMDb TV right now, oh. which everybody has for free. You just got to watch some ads. It's whatever. But stuff is rated appropriately on there. Like it's they don't edit the movies at all. You well, just got to watch commercials. Um, rewatch Magnolia, the PTA, three hour and eight minutes. Like him. Ju- yeah. Good guy. We, yeah. <laughs> So I had to bring a full circle on that, but I've seen it a billion times. Veronica had never seen it start to finish. Me neither. So, yeah, we watched it in two chunks because it's a, it's a sit. It's definitely a sit. An emotional one as well. Very heightened movie. Very tense movie. John C. Riley's in it, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. It's a safe bet for basically the entire first half of PTA's career. Yeah, John C. Riley's in it until you get to punch drunk love forward. Which um, is Sandler. Yeah. Doing different things. Which we can talk about in a minute. We can talk I about got, it as soon got, as you're ready for I it. Because that's nope, my, would be my the last one. one that I had on the list. So that, you hit me, t- with, uh, be the, yeah. hit me with what you got. All right. So I went ahead and I, I did watch. Um, these are all new to me. So I'm, I'm excited. I watched the Pet Cemetery remake. Oh, which is uh, streaming on Prime. Full free. I'm, I'm try- Yeah, I'm trying to remember to shout out any ones that are readily available. For oh, these are all readily available. Obviously, ready. quarantine choices. Yeah. So, um, so Pet Cemetery remake with Jason Clark. Yeah, thought it was really good, man. Like not <laughs> as would. good as the original. You would. No, it's not. Listen, I haven't seen it yet. I'm just giving. Then I'm shit. like, I won't. I won't spoil it for you. Never mind. I was literally commenting to Veronica. I was like, Remember when we avoided this in theaters? Now it's free streaming on Prime. Do you want to watch it? And she was like, Yeah, let's watch that tomorrow night. So we're gonna watch it. We'll talk about Let it. Let me know what you think. I know everybody's dying to know what we thought of the Pet Cemetery remake that literally came and went and nobody has ever mentioned again. But yeah. No. We'll have a nice half hour I would, dissection I, of it. I will tell you for the, a future that, episode. But here's the thing: made made for twenty million, made one hundred twenty million. One hundred and twenty million for that movie. Yes, that's just goodwill off of it. That's literally all so? that is. Yeah, you really think so? it's the Stephen the Stephen King of it all, and and curious people. But obviously, nobody's going to that movie multiple times. If I'm not and horror does. I think when did it release? Th- though people don't think about this all the time, but I think horror travels pretty well across borders. Yeah, unlike a lot of genres, but it it is one of those that you can kind of put in front of anybody and get a reaction out of. Yeah. So I'm actually, I guess I'm not that shocked by it, but good for them. Oh, it actually came out like a year ago. That's crazy. Well, no, April fifth, but like yeah. it was South by Southwest and sixteen. Yeah, twenty one million dollar budget. Sorry, one hundred thirteen million. It's not bad. Not I mean, bad it's, at all. It's not, I wouldn't show anybody it as like, this is the thing. Like, I don't know. I always like to look at, see with his stuff is like what he prefers. Because, you know, there's been like several remakes of certain things of his. Uh-huh. And I'm always interested in what he personally likes. So if he came out and was like, yeah, I kind of like this. But it, it doesn't, it it does flip some stuff from the novel from the original. And what they do with it is different. And I'm all for that when it comes to horror movies. Like I've said it before. If you're gonna do something, just do it. Make it your it's own totally thing. Totally fine. They just they gave away the flip in the trailer. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's the only problem. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, it is. Um, it's nice, but it's not. Whatever. We're gonna watch it tomorrow night. Okay, we'll go for it. It'll be what it is. Now, the, what what else you got? The next one is one that I missed, and I am really glad I went back and watched. I watched Rush. Ron Howard um, from back in like 2013. Oh, you got me really excited. Never mind. <laughs> Are you talking about Jason Patrick? We're talking Jason Patrick. No, we're talking Hemsworth and the bad guy from uh, Avengers. Forgot to mention, I, I rewatched Lost Boys because Veronica had oh never seen God. it. Watched what? last week. Did it, I didn't know that. Did we have this conversation on? No, Mike? we did not. I did not know she had not seen Lost Boys. You know they're casting for a show I really, now. Really, right? I'm sorry. I, I did have this conversation, but it was with my boss at work actually. Oh. So she's humming a song. 
the other day. Veronica, not my boss. Okay. Um, and she's like, oh, I can't get that song out of my head. And I'm like, what song are you singing? She's like, Don't Little Sister. And I'm like, are you singing Cry Little what Sister? For, and from the Lost what? Boys? And she's like, you mean, she's like, yeah, the Marilyn Manson song. And I'm like, the Marilyn Manson song? What? He did a cover of it. He did? Two years ago. I didn't realize I that. I never heard Me it. Me neither. It's That's, fantastic. It is? By the way. Yeah, it's really, really it. good. Maybe we'll play a little bit of it. Maybe. maybe that'll be our transition for maybe for this. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, so of course I immediately played her the original. I was like, you know, I've brought this up to watch multiple times. We've spent three Halloweens together at this point. We still haven't watched Lost Boys. So we sat down and watched it the other night and she was totally whelmed by it. And I was like, still a masterpiece, man. Still just everything you, you want in a movie. All just crammed in one. Holds up great. Glorious. Loved it. Loved every second of it. That's all I have to say about that. I was really excited. Uh, <laughs> then I realized that the CW is who ordered the pilot for the TV show. And now I'm just kind of like, fuck. Oh, we're getting a Lost Boys TV show? Yeah. CW ordered the pilot. Apparently the lady who wrote Twilight, had something to do with Twilight is like writing, directing, and then a writer from the TV show Scandal. So I don't know. I was going to come down to who plays who. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. But. All right. Rush. So we just got oh Rush the yes yes not the good one. The, the, excuse me, I'm I'm fucking with you. It's I know a, a lot of people like that. It's a good. It. It's really good. Okay. If you, I mean, I was I, wondering what it was going to be. There's a doc on Nikki Lauda. Yeah, on Netflix right now that just dropped. recently, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And I think that's probably because Rush had just came out as like being able to watch without having to buy on Prime. Maybe I don't know. But I've been looking for stuff. Just I think the actor who plays him nailed from what I've seen from footage of him. Hemsworth playing James Hunt is like fucking perfect. I can't think of anybody else. Just the way that he inhabits. I feel like he is just inhabiting and like channeling everything he may have watched about like James Hunt. And I just feel like this, the way they the way they move the story and that you're like, okay, it's these two guys and they're kind of competing with each other. But again, it's like, why do these guys get out in these machines that will literally kill like two people die a year doing this thing? And that's, you know, long time ago obviously in the 70s but why why are they doing it and the the conversations between them back and forth after it's all kind of said and done i think are some of my favorite scenes but there's one particular scene that i will i'm not you're probably not gonna watch it so i'm gonna ruin it in spoilers after he's come back from his accident because that's a big thing he nicky lauda got really messed up burned mm-hmm. his face all that he's at a press conference and like this guy asked him, like, do you think you can go home to your wife like that? Like, your, your face is messed up. And he's like, whatever. What? And basically leaves the press conference. And there, Hemsworth has been, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, want to talk to him, buddy. He might be like, oh, yeah, you heard that? Yeah, I got something for you. Throws him into this room, punches the shit out of him, puts something in his mouth, and punches that. It's like, go home to your wife now and see if she likes you the same. Like, it was this thing where, like, these two guys were like, I don't know if this is a true story that actually happened or if it's just made for the movie. But I feel like I've heard that something like that happened. Like, even though they were competing against each other, when things got too far, like, about after the accident, I feel like maybe there was something there where James Hunt might have been like, you know what, like, fucking let the guy, you know, you know, 48 days after you're in a terrible wreck, you're back trying to race. It's like, ungodly, it's unheard of. And not just like, you know, what we're used to racing here, but like these machines that are like, you know, mm-hmm. 200 miles an hour, they're, I mean, they'll kill you. So, but the way Ron Howard did, I thought, I mean, I know he's not like, we talked about, it's like, what Ron Howard movie are you going to? But 
the way he handled that and that like the air getting the arrow right getting the look right i just i really enjoyed it for what it was i thought it was going to be more of just a straight up movie about them but there is some voiceover kind of explaining what they're doing which it's not overdone but you do get both voices you do get where both men are coming from what they get out of like what you see how it affects them and whatnot and like ultimately for Nicky Lauda James Hunt was like the one guy he truly did respect in the sport because he pushed him to you know be his best and try and recover as quickly as he could and get back to doing this thing that like they don't know why they do it they I mean obviously they love the thrill and the rush of it but it's just what propels them to put themselves in this thing and do it what are they doing it for and i think that's just a neat you know neat thing to look at because i mean you can apply it really to like anything but it's just specifically this story about these two guys that went at it in the 70s and you know that was that but obviously nikki lauda has become you know more famous for you talk about people with racing it's more him now because i think i don't remember when james hunt died but nikki lauda still being being alive as long as he has you know but yeah rush good one i okay. recommend it Right. If you're bored, you got nothing to do, you're quarantined, you run out of all this other stuff to watch, check it out. All right. Okay. All right. Next one. We can we can slow down a little bit if you want. But <laughs> slow down. No, I'm, I'm getting to my third. This, this is in like Jesus order of Christ. which I like them. My my third okay. one essentially, okay. Hobbs and Shaw, Fast and Furious. I think it's perfect. I think uh, <laughs> it's perfect, dude. The Whatever, way Statham man. and the way The Rock play off each other. I want to see him in something that isn't this. I want to see them do something completely different together. I think that would be neat. I love their banter back and forth. That's the main thing I went for. I think this should have been something completely different, like with different names, because, it, I mean, I, I understand that, like, physics and the rules of reality left the Fast franchise long ago. Mm-hmm. But When The Rock showed up. This is, this is insane. Mm-hmm. It totally outstays its welcome, in my opinion, dude. When they're in the factory, the factory chase after they break him out and every th- or uh, they break her out, yeah. Uh, she gives scientist flame throws and everything. Everything goes crazy. Which that scene makes absolutely no sense, by the way, because there's all these scientists in there, and then there's Idris Elba's crew, and then there's our three protagonist right right and all of a sudden all this chaos erupts and i'm like there's not two opposing forces fighting each other here it's just them trying to get these three people why is it all of a sudden absolute chaos well because they had them and then look at the staging of that scene i'm serious it makes no sense for okay that's one of many issues but regardless that scene felt like it was building towards a natural climax and everything i was like this is what like we're wrapping up, right? Like this is where the movie should be ending at. And I was like, oh yeah, isn't there? There's all that footage in the in the trailer of Samoa. We, we still gotta go to fucking Samoa right now <laughs> for like fifty minutes at on, which felt so tacked on to the point where I was like, this should be the sequel to Hobbs and Shaw, or this should have been it to begin with. Well, see what they were trying but, to do is they were trying to build. They're trying to build this into something. So you have to like have Idris Elba as the big bad. You have to have the unnamed, unseen specter like agency that's like running the whole show with the whole Ryan world. Reynolds. Yes, obviously it is. We all know that. Like you hear the voice. It's like it's fucking Ryan Reynolds. Why do we not know this? You know? I love his cameo. I fucking love of Kevin Hart. You love his cameo. I love Kevin Hart's cameo. Three alphas out there doing stuff. <laughs> you know what I do? I sit in the box of farts all day long. 
<laughs> like I just, I just, I felt like they expended all of their energy in terms of their chemistry pretty early on in the movie, and I want you want that. I want it to be a constant back and forth between them, but like I, I don't know, man. It just. Again, for me, it wore out its welcome. I was I was hoping for a little bit more from it, and at the end of the day, I thought it was just a pretty solid action movie. Yeah, that and that's I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying it rewrites yeah. a thing. I can appreciate. I mean, I, still, I say you take just take the fast presents off of it, and just make it Hobbs and Charles its own thing without trying to anchor it as a Fast and Furious. Yeah, I I will franchise say, thing. I think it works better for me. There's there is some good banter in there. It's it's peppered throughout. Um. Idris Elba is really the highlight. Oh for yeah, me. just definitely. letting him cut loose a little bit. Is and fun. it's just so weird uh, that it's like he's trying to steal a virus, and you know that it's going to change humanity. And like now he's yeah, doing fine, but, but still he's got coronavirus. It's just so weird. <laughs> like, who'd have thought? You know, it got Elba. Got Elba. Okay. All right. My number two thing, favorite thing I watched recently. All right. Doctor Sleep. Okay. Fucking, I. Everything you said about it, I'm glad you're on board, man. Dude, I, I again, I, I we don't, I don't want to talk about it too much here because I feel like people are still catching up to it. But yeah. if you're on the fence at all, yeah, take it from a diehard fan of The Shining, the Kubrick movie, um, and a pretty solid fan of the book as well. Uh, just I, the, I could not have been more pleased. Well, and and I would just echo this, and then we can stop talking about it. What what did it for me was how seamlessly it didn't seem like they were trying to make it a sequel to The Shining, but the actress they had playing Shelley Duvall's character, Wendy, the mother, when that stuff happened in the beginning, I was like, I don't care what happens, I'm in for this movie, because I, it's just that level of detail the, to... The choice to not do like some weird CG exact, shit and with, just cast people who like vaguely look like they did in that I, I thought that was the best part of this whole the whole thing did you catch who was playing I mean spoilers for Doctor Sleep eventually you're gonna they go to the Overlook surprise yeah. who's playing the bartender yeah I don't know who must who who is that um it's Henry it's Henry Thomas who's Henry Thomas little boy from E.T. Really? Yeah, and he was in Haunting a Hill House, of course, with Mike Flanagan. And he He's was, what was Dang he in? New York? No, 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 no. He was in that something was your, different. one of your faves I had to call out. There was, oh. He gets killed in the square. Remember, they leave him, leave him out to die, right? Gerald's Game. Yeah, he also was, a Flanagan he, joint. Yeah, he was the dad in the flashback in Gerald's Game. That's yeah. what I was thinking, yeah, okay. But yeah. That's dude. I had no idea. I wouldn't even. Um, so mild spoilers for Doctor Sleep, but the main thing that works for me in there is like I loved all of the the sequel stuff and the nods to the original and the yeah. nostalgia factor of it all. But I truly love like the new character and oh, the, yeah. when I realized like what Abra was essentially and the whole collective that's after them and I, just like the rules of the universe. I was like, I never expected this to be like what you would do with a sequel, but I'm totally yeah. on board for it. And it just it kept surprising me throughout oh and now did the, you watch the director's cut i just watched the. i don't watch i put it in a hit play i don't know if i miss what did i miss if i watched the director i haven't watched the director's oh, okay. cut yet well, then I'll, I maybe, ask, I'll, but yeah it's a whole half hour longer and oh, people shit. are like it is even better like if Gee. you enjoyed it it hey, takes me, it to let another me get that level back, dog. <laughs> after after <laughs> okay. i get yeah. to it sir okay so huge recommend for dr yeah, sleep definitely. we'll reiterate that yeah and then uh i think i know what number one is yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Such buildup. Fucking uncut gems. Yeah. Fucking these two. I swear to God, every time. It's only been two for me, but still, every time. Well, now you can circle back all the way to the, the beginning and do heaven knows what. Or not really the beginning. There's tons of movies before that, but... uh you have to actually speak though I can't, you can't just sit there and shake your head I, I talked to you about it when we talked about good time and the fact that the fate of our character we've been watching the entire time is so far removed from the end of the movie mm-hmm. that I felt like in this one they purposely because like and again this is just my thoughts so it sounds shitty but like, it's gonna no. This is gonna sound shitty in my head. I'm gonna totally break that out. When I'm, when I'm it was just my thoughts. So of course it sounds <laughs> shitty. It's gonna sound shitty. But in my head, I'm thinking, oh, these motherfuckers heard me talk about that, and they made this movie and made it this way for me, because now the fate of our character. I'm not up on a on a roof watching what happens. I am right there at the end. And God, was I so pissed off, man. I get it. What I get rea- what it's all about. What a reaction. Like I get it. I get your fucking your fucking win, man, and you win, and that elation of winning, and just like yes, and then it's all you're you're done. You're fucking done. Like just mm. okay. Well, obviously, Sorry. spoilers I'm not, I'm not for anybody who hasn't watched. No, I'm it not. Yet, we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to. We don't have to no, get into spoilers. We, we can totally say spoilers because I want to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Movie's been out for a while. It did come out last year. Yeah. People are still catching up to it. So if you don't want to hear about uncut gems, just you know, skip ahead. Two, three minutes, whatever. Skip ahead till you hear music, and then we'll be on to the, the TV arc in just yeah. a minute. I adore the ending because yes. I basically, it. I kind of called it about seven or eight minutes before it happened. I was just like, well, this is where it has to go, right? Like, there's no other, and there was just, there was a look on the eye, spoilers, again, sorry, I want to say it one more time. There was just a look on the face of the main henchman that he's who who, by the way is just some fucking dude from new york not a professionally trained actor just a guy they got who should have gotten a supporting actor nomination as far as i'm fucking concerned also sandler should have been in the five yes spirit awards we'll get to that but yeah he should have been the five but there is a look in that guy's eye where i was just like dude he is going to shoot him in the fucking head the second that he gets out of here i just said it to myself i just i was like dude he pushed his luck too far he these guys are sweating they're miserable they've been in here for the runtime of a professional basketball game commercials in and a all. fucking sweat box like he and, is so fucking dead and soon and so as just, soon as he opened the door i'm like you let them go out the other fucking door dude don't let them back in your store yes. you oh. and okay so I told you my story, of course. I see this one night. There was one other couple that stuck through the whole movie. There was a couple that left as well. And then the next night I saw it in a packed house with Brendan Riley. So I know that I know, you know all the, of the beats. I know where right. everything and, is coming. And, okay? and I remember this when I when I was thinking about it. When I was thinking about it, I reset. I was like, oh, he, he duh, fucking Noah. Noah knew everything when he saw it with everybody. What kind of power is that? And so, like, what, are you just, do, what are you doing? I'm are you giggling? In, are you like oh, I'm sitting you... and just waiting to see the reactions and like see where people laughed versus like the it, it played great with a huge crowd. But when but, that moment happens, I'm I mean pin drop. 
so many different varying reactions. Some people who were verbally like completely shocked, completely upset, did not see it coming. Other people who were like, oh, fuck, like, uh, yep, that's what I thought was going to happen or like just all sorts of different emotions. But again, if it doesn't end there, it's not it's not a fucking instant classic like masterpiece. Of my yes. Head. If you don't have the immediate de- like you cannot have that character behave the way that he does for the entirety of that movie without ultimately some comeuppance like that I think is ultimately what you're like you know it's there you're waiting for the hammer drop and maybe you are one of those people who is like just hoping that he's going to walk away from it but I like the amount of times in that movie where he has the ability to pay off the debts that he has in place and just walk away and be good it's like five or six times that he just keeps fucking pushing it. He cannot stop. I was he is reminded completely addicted to it. I was reminded of like the scene in the Wahlberg remake of The Gambler when he gets bailed out and immediately takes the money that like John Goodman's like, I will kill your whole family if you don't pay me this and walks across to the craps tables and I'm like, Oh, this is this is the family man version of this mo- of that movie yeah. essentially. As soon and as it was just, as soon as Veronica saw him pawn Kevin Garnett's ring, like five seconds after she, she was like, "Wait, what is he do? He's selling." I was like, "Well, he's pawning it." I was trying to explain to her like, like he's not selling it to them. He's like he's getting money for it now, but he's gonna pay it back later. Make, it's like Robin Peter to pay Paul. Essentially, dude, I was so nervous for that fucking the gem the entire movie. The thing I love about them. These two. And why I want to see... If they need money for anything, I hope they don't now. But if they do, I'll give them any dollar they want to make more stuff. Is the fact that they... I, If I'm not mistaken, I remember watching that interview with Garnett. And I feel like maybe they just watched that when it happened live. And like, we can make a movie around this. The Rock. We're going to talk about that Rock. We're going to make a whole movie around that fucking rock. The rock's not the basketball. It's this uncut gem. I feel like that's how their brains work. Well, it's not. I mean, I can tell you about the backstory. They've been trying to make it for forever, and it's been different NBA stars. The entire time, And then basically once they locked down Kevin Garnett, then they had to reverse engineer. We need these games that would have taken place in this window of time near New York City, so it makes sense for him to be traveling back and forth. Like. They so yeah they were basically constantly adjusting rewriting. So that, I think they said they had over a hundred drafts of the script. At so a certain but point you're telling so you're telling me years. that interview that you see as he's the ending's happening. He's like I just felt it was me and the Rock out there. That is like a legit piece of news. Yeah no that's not yeah that's not that's fake. a news. I mean, you cast. can tell the age difference that that's a legit cast from the day. Okay. Yeah no that's just that's lovely coincidence because they had all this tape to pull from and the, they get that like and that's great and that's what that I'm happens saying, just to, that but just yeah. the amount of times that like. I'm worried and I'm nervous. They put me at so much like, oh man, what's he going to do? It's the same feeling I got with like, well, what, is he going to get his brother out of the hospital? Oh, fuck, he got him out of the hospital. That's great. All right, well, they'll just make it. Oh, fuck, it's not his brother. Spoiler alert for good time. Sorry. (laughs) Um, But like, it was the same amount of just like anxiety Mm -hmm. that's running through this movie. And I honestly, I cannot think of a director that has, has, except for like, well, we talked Zoller and um, what's his face? The other Jeremy guy, Song, yeah. Sonia and Zoller, those two, I'm nervous anytime. I don't trust them. And I thought, I don't, I don't. And I'm going to add these two to the list because I don't. And I love it. And that's mm-hmm. why I want to see if I can trust you. And I know where you're going with me. I know you're going to give me a solid Resident Evil remake, W.S. Anderson. <laughs> I know what I'm getting into. And I'm all right with that. 
same thing with like F. Gary Gary and all these Fast and Furious movies. I know what I'm getting into. I'm not going to lose anything. I got it. F. Gary Gray. F. Gary Gray, whatever his name just, is. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway. I'm just trying to get the dude's name okay. right. We Sorry. Put it, put it in post. Um, <laughs> but these guys, they just, they, and I think that's what Directed I love about him. Apart. He did. How could I you forget? I'm sorry. Jeff Cobra. Cobra. Who? It has Jeff Cobra in it. Mom loves Jeff Cobra. I just had to bring it up. Is that the guy with the from like China Beach that she liked? He was on. Well, that's the dude who Cobra was on China Beach. But you're also thinking of the dude who was the bad guy in uh, fucking Kindergarten Cop. Oh who's yeah. Who's also in Black Hawk Down? Who I thought was John Kreese for a long time. Yeah. They look, different people. Yeah, but they look oddly the same. Um, no, Cobra, um, Walking Dead was. I get that was years ago at this point, but he had a huge arc with Daryl and everything. He had oh his yeah, band of guys. he was on Sons too. He I know who you're Sons talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that guy. Um, I know that guy. But yeah, dude, Safety Brothers, not to be trusted. But that means <laughs> you should just go see everything that they've made. I really hate that I didn't go see this in theaters. I and the thing I mentioned, just Sandler as a whole. Like, there's so many times in there that I'm like. Man, like, I feel like on certain levels, not with the gambling, but, like, other things, like, I get who he is, like, estranged from my wife. I still want to be, I still got this life I want to live. I still got this way I want to be that I either missed out on because the kids are like, I just can't stop being this way. I can't stop being the flashy and trying to be the name thing, and I'm going to go to, and I mean... I know you told me the weekend was in there for like a split second, but like just the timing of that being right before he right. did get big, I thought was perfect the way that they, they integrated. It's like they're trying to find somebody who wasn't that big or was just about to hit and it just hit perfectly that it was him, you know, mm-hmm. and Lakeith Stan- that's Lakeith Stanfield, right? Is that his name? Yeah. Fucking, the, there's dialogue a mile a minute. I'm like, what is going on? What's going on? And okay, I get overlapping dialogue. And I fucking yeah. love it, dude. It just... I I mean, right now, of theirs, I know I've only seen two, but that's probably my favorite Good Time it second. Is. I, I, I don't think, know if there's anything else that's better than that, but I, I want to find Good out. Good Time has more of an emotional wallop to it and has more kind of to say overall, but Uncut Gems is just, it's just entertaining as hell. Yeah. And it's, it's way more rewatchable because it doesn't require quite as much emotional investment as Good Time does. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that alone, and I'm, I'm sure you love that score, man. In good time, in either one of those, Both of but them, specifically dude. uncut gems, yeah. same guy, regardless. Yeah, no, but, I yeah. love it. Um, and the, like finding out that like everybody he's been dealing with, like this bad dude, is like his fucking sister's husband. It's his brother. Brother. Yeah. It's his brother. His brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. His sister's. Yeah. It's his, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So it's, it's like, what the fuck? This guy's here. It's like, oh, well, that makes complete sense. Yeah, why they the wouldn't just murder that, him? That Bogosian is also like. You know, maybe I picked the wrong guys. Like, I didn't think they were going to go this far. And then, of course, it plays out how it goes. But yeah, just top to bottom, great. I loved rewatching it. That was my third time through. And I'm I'm, I'm going to rewatch it again soon. I love it, man. Absolutely. And you didn't it. leave that one with mom. You, I had that coming. You didn't. She hasn't watched that one yet. Correct. Yeah, I've not seen her since I had that. Coming. Okay. So well, she's still got to check it out yeah. at some point. Okay. Are, are we done with movies? I not watch I just movies you want to do a little music transition over to the TV arc talk uh, a little zero, think zero, you zero. have something in particular you want to play um, I want you to play In Your Eyes off The Weeknd's new album I think you'll dig it when I look at you in your eyes I see there's something burning inside 
something burning inside you oh inside you you always try to Album's called After Hours. After Hours, yes. I still have no idea what the concept is, but I like it. Okay. <laughs> I really hope he More pulls on that it later. I hope he pulls. Um, <laughs> hope he pulls the Daft Punk and makes a video for every song. We shall see. Okay, we're over on the TV arc. Yes, we have seen some of the same things, and I'm sure we've been watching some things uh, independently. So, Roger that. I think we teased this on the last episode, so maybe we go ahead and chat about it. Did you finish Zero? Zero, zero. Oh, yes, I did. Amazon Prime. Yes, I did. And what did you think overall? Don't necessarily think I want to see a sequel, but would totally be down for it. I'm pretty much on the same page with you. I think simply, by the end of it, they told... Simply for the cartel of it all. Or, excuse me, the firm of it all. Okay. But I think you, I mean, it wraps my, it up perfectly, so why would you? spoilers for the show, yes. which we've talked about a little bit, so if you want to jump ahead a bit. Where things ultimately go with the, um, the they are the sellers, correct? The Mexican cartel, essentially. Yeah, they sell. The, yes, yeah. they're the sellers. Suppliers. The buyers, they're the suppliers. Buyers then, are the Italians. Yes, and then the brokers are the, are are family, the family, the Linwoods. Yeah. Yes. The buildup of, like, their trajectory and you see them working for the big family um and kind of content to be soldiers for a little bit until things take a turn and essentially is, is it manuel is the lead one well see the thing i thought was they're creating Sorry, they're creating they are they work for the lanetta with latonas whatever they are but they are making their own army in whatever town they're in and they're eventually going yeah. to like to take over and it's almost as if like if you if what happened with manuel and basically the cartel taking out one of theirs hadn't happened they would have basically maybe i don't know if they would have done what they did but they basically would have been like well we outnumber you we're training everybody i mean it's literally everybody coming in off the streets like we'll train you like we trained as soldiers and you know like the hit they did on the bus i was like holy shit this is brutal Mm -hmm. but like i get that they're they got to make a name. Well, and that's why I loved is it never really, it never shied away from showing the human toll associated with it. And I love that we never see anybody actually consuming cocaine, yes. which is what everything is centered around. But we never see like those sort of effects of the drug. Mm-hmm. We see everything peripherally and all the damage it causes. But I love by the time we get to the end of the season... And seeing the ultimate path and the trajectory of that whole Mexico storyline. I love the idea that it's like, this happens all the time. This change of power, Mm -hmm. all just so that you're the guy who has a seat at this particular table by the end of this episode. You're just the guy who gives the green light to it. But there's probably somebody nipping at your heels too. But we see how a kind of hostile takeover can happen on a small scale and then eventually he's just he's the top dog but and i love the way everything plays out with the italians and like um 
grandfather Andrew Riseborough coming in and like settling all of that shit basically and yeah the final scene where she walks through the massacred like party Dude, house when with they, like, no 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 when they had her sit down on the couch and the two other cartel dudes are dead and just sitting there and she just i need this many keys by next week can you do that yeah yeah i do that just and that's completely unfazed and the look on her face at the end of that season that is what left me simultaneously like this is a fantastic place to leave it but i am so down for i would watch another Godfather eight episodes two, i would so watch another eight episodes of that right now yes of, so, the, of whatever happens from that. The way she fucking, like, smiles, and you're like, what is she? Oh, she's just, like, being polite to who's next door because, like, she walks in there stone-eyed like this is something she sees every fucking day. Exactly, yeah. And, she, to and at this point, she has. Yes, Because exactly. the amount of shit they've gone through exactly. to just get this load through. But, yeah. Yeah. It, and it, it kind of pushed her over the edge, and it has aged even better in my mind where it's like, some some of the, a little bit of the season gets a little lost in the weeds for me. Some of the Dane DeHaan stuff and the dealing with the Hutchinson's disease and all of that is maybe I, I felt like what I was brushing up against I think is a a byproduct of it being a big international production and you have directors from like different styles of filmmaking a bit yeah. and I think the communication barrier with American actors where it might be like no I need you to give more I need you to emote more. And like maybe letting moments run a little longer than they should, or you should pull back a bit. And I, so I don't think it's a performance thing in terms of like, I don't think the performance is bad. I think it's just like they're forced into hitting the same notes yeah. a few too many times just because of pacing. And I did think it's a cool hook, the kind of like narrative swing shift moments that happen in each yeah, episode. Yeah, that was nice. But it, is also a little clunky just from an editing standpoint with the amount of information you see on either side of a cut like that. Yeah. Where I felt like we were getting like, you know, sometimes like two, three minutes of repeated footage that wasn't giving us any new information or different camera angles or new perspective when the shift happened. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we're watching this in a binge. We're not watching this with commercial interruption. I don't know if internationally it airs with commercials in some markets. It could. But it felt odd to me that it just, it was, it, there was a cleaner way to do those transitions. And almost every time it felt very clunkily handled. Now, again, maybe that's a storytelling language or a style that they established. I know Gomorra, I think, is the big international series prior to this mm -hmm. that has a lot of the same creative team involved. So I don't know if it's something related to that that I'm a little bit missing out on. Like that's kind of a, a standard style thing they do or if it's unique to this show. But I struggle with some of those things. But by the time I got to the end of the season or the series, whatever it ends up being, and saw kind of the overall arc of it, I was like, I think that is an incredibly impressive finale. Yeah. Just as a whole, but particularly those last like 10 minutes are, are just dynamite shit. And, and you don't Great, even subtle, like and you just do, visual storytelling. And you don't even think about like the idea that this dude, or maybe it's not this dude. I mean, I can't remember who by the end of the story. One of these dudes in this, this like firm is the reason why everything that happened to her has happened to her because right. they were pushed to not shoot somebody, a cartel guy, and wound up shooting her father instead. I don't know if that's the one who got killed, because I think our main boy is the one who like stops him from shooting a cartel member because he's already working with them. And I don't know if it's his buddy that like either he has to kill or the one that gets killed by the cartel. But that 
action of doing that is what causes Gabriel Byrne to get hit. And of course, it and then, jumps it all. And she has no idea. And what are things ultimately go, again, we'll try and stay somewhat spoiler free, but where things ultimately go with the Dane DeHaan character is set up in like episode one or two where he has conflict with the Italian, with um, Don Stefano. Yeah. And so when they do all of a sudden collide late in the season, there's already this built-in like tension yeah. factor and everything. And so you're like, yeah. Really solid show. Real, I mean, people have said it's kind of like Narcos Light. I can't really speak to it because I didn't watch all of Narcos. But um, I think it's got a unique vibe unto itself. But... Um, I think by it, kind of dipping into we mentioned Michael Mann, but also people have drawn comparisons to Denny Villeneuve, specifically like Sicario, and that I would kind give of it more Sicario approach to. The, and uh, I could you could say I would you could say modern day Narcos, so to speak, because I feel what Mark what Narcos is dealing with is already it's a historical like recreation, so it has right. these things and beats it has to hit, and they can stray from the truth a little bit. Whereas this, you can literally do anything you want, which I think is why some of the stuff you see here is so like, just like I mean, when they when when the firm guys show up at the cartel's birthday party just to like lay waste, I was like, well, this is gonna be bad for everybody. Yeah, I was amazed as many people got away as they did, because I was like, I wonder if there's that code here. Like we've already seen these guys just murder innocent civilians. Are they going to just be like mowing people down, or are they going to like only go for dudes that are trying to like engage them? Right? They're, are they? They're just trying to take the house. What's the deal here? So I was just like, that whole sequence blew me the fuck away. I thought it was crazy. I mean, there are action set pieces throughout this show that okay. are like would be the like season ender culminations of, of some, some show, yeah, and definitely. you get like you know it's a throwaway in yeah. the episode essentially. So highly recommend that one. That's on Amazon Prime. Uh, any other TV? Um. Stuff that you're in the midst of watching, stuff you recently the, uh, finished. Is it Kingdom or The Kingdom? Okay. It is just Kingdom. Kingdom? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bruh. Turn you on to that one. Thank you for turning me on to that shit. That shit is fucking dope, dude. Been shouting about it for a bit. It's on Netflix. Season 2 just dropped recently. I am midway through Season 2. I'm midway which, through 1. if you're enjoying 1, let me tell you, Season 2 is even better. Okay, good. I thought you were going to tell me, like, um, skip it, like, Season 2 of uh, no. Westworld. Incredible stuff. I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving more character stuff, more palace intrigue, and action set pieces that'll just knock your socks off, dude. Oh, uh, dude the 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 minute that that like everybody starts getting sick, I, mean, I already knew. I was like, okay, oh, dude, he gave him that kid. Like, oh shit, mm-hmm. that kid wasn't that kid wasn't normal. Like, oh, here we go. This is on it popping now, dude. Then and it just. Where I was like, holy! The last thing I remember I saw before I fell asleep was like basically they had all run out, run out, and they were trying to get into, like the the crown prince hall. They were trying to get to a into something, and there were people like trying to climb over the wall. They were telling them, "No, you can't get in that." I fell asleep there, and I I don't know if that's three or four, but I got good ways because it's only eight episodes, right? Six, six episodes, six per okay. season. So I think yes. it was like. Three and four. I two definitely with. picks up like right where it left off. Okay, so a lot because I did not know this until after the fact when I was reading about it recently. Apparently, and I still don't think the budget is anywhere near like a, a Game of Thrones or Walking Dead over here. It's just what they can do with the dollar, from what I understand. Or, yeah, but uh, I guess they went a little over budget with season one, so the episode count was shortened. 
So that's why also part of like season two feels like a straight continuation, but it also seems like there's been a noticeable budget jump because the first one did well internationally. Hmm. So I'm digging it. You and I can talk more in depth and maybe more in spoilers, but that's that's a huge recommendation for anybody in quarantine right now. If you're interested, again, in like a totally unique take on the zombie genre, you've never seen anything quite like it. No, I mean, and just the way that the way that it leaves the intrigue of like what exactly is going on with the king that you don't see. So the mystery to that, Mm -hmm. it's like. It's a blend because it's like it's this, you know, mystery, intrigue, what's going on with the king. It's a period piece. It's, you know, it's got social commentary, social commentary on it, but also like in a time that you don't think about something happening. Yeah. But the way that it happens is done completely. It's based on a webcomic, which has been going on for several years. And what this author did was took this period of time in Korean history, this particular era, and there were this like rash of mysterious deaths and everything. And so they basically took this core like event that happened and were like, well, okay, I'm just going to say that that's zombies. And it's also who's affected by it, the lower class that was basically being starved at the moment because of the power structure and everything. And it's like, so even as fantastical as it is, it has its deep roots could- in like, you know, it's a hist- you could argue it's a hist- historical, hist- fiction, histor- historical yeah. fiction, yeah. And I think that's what I love about it because it's like I remember when like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies came out. People, oh, that's neat uh-huh. to think about back then. I'm like, yeah, that'd be you know, okay, cool. Maybe that's this is where the the zombie genre jumps the shark or whatever with this Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. But then this comes out and I'm like, or you, I didn't know it was out. You turned me on to. I'm like, this is actually fucking perfect because you put this genre that like we all weirdly in our dna like like and want to know what it's like we think we would survive all the stuff that goes into it Mm -hmm. but you place it in a time and place that like is so unfamiliar to me that like i i'm kind of forced to learn something from like what i'm watching about not just like the story but like like you said if i hadn't known that i could get from there hey this is what's going on in this time so if i find out later hey man that's actually what was going on in this country at that time. Yeah. I'm like, holy the shit, that, the commentary about it is just, it's it's on another level. And then there's other little things, like the fact that your main badass, like your, kind of your Daryl Dixon equivalent, is a former tiger hunter. Because yeah. that was something in that period of time. Exactly. Like this dude has heightened reflexes and is really good with rifles and speed and such because he used to hunt tigers professionally. Now, is that the, that's the one who... He's got the top knot, and he's got really cool outfits, and he's always very dirty. And he is in the camp with Duna Bay, the nurse's character. He is the one that was that cooked the food. Yes, because he was trying to feed his people. I mean, he didn't yeah. do it. He didn't know. He didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know. But, obviously, the but body. But it's still fucked up that he fed yeah. people human broth, essentially. So you kind of it's you, but you get that realness like that. that is that I'm willing well, to bet that the happened. other thing is he. Of course, is because he's intrinsically linked to it. He has that much more will to like. I've got to stop this thing. I got to try and make it right yeah. because he he knows that he fucked now see, up. Yeah. There's a. Did you ever see Thirteen Assassins? No. Okay. So there's a guy that they recruit in that in that one because it's like you know the emperor the emperor whatever prefecture of Japan these thirteen samurai have to like 
basically cordon him off when he's visiting this place and they're gonna they just gotta murder him. Mm-hmm. There's a dude in that that's not a samurai that they get to join them and somehow he gets like he get he's got swords in his shoulder and all that. He's still surviving. He's just like this random thing they found in the woods. And I feel like it's the same. I have to check and see name wise, but it, it looks just like him. I don't know if maybe they just you know it's yeah, he's I mean, a Korean actor playing the Japanese. Three or four and, mainly and I mean Duna Bay is the most the yeah. biggest name who is the female nurse character in the show mm-hmm. um and she's fantastic but people would know her from like cloud atlas and mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of some other stuff but uh but most of the like big leads are well known in korea like they're established yeah i will say i've seen i know i've um, seen i see the faces i'm like i know you so from somewhere if but you're I looking tell you for something a little off the radar a little different from what you're used to i highly recommend it i also recommend if you if you're not in the mood for subtitles don't do it because I, I i can't vouch for the dub on this show at all i feel like it would probably make it cheesy in Listen, some aspects so you can put the dub on if you've watched you're, you're in it and you, you you can feel that drowsiness kicking in and you want to at least hear what the dialogue is what the story's moving but you you know you're not going to pay attention to the to the footage for the next in about 10 50 minutes because you're going to pass out that's the only time it's acceptable to put the dub on for this show otherwise it should be listened to in its native language that's all i'm going to say because i did that last night okay. i knew i was getting tired i was like i just want to hear it and within 10 minutes i was out so i was like okay i'll go there back and go. restart it all right uh so kingdom we'll chat more uh, i did want to tease you, you're gonna see some samurai and see some two uh so is this Japan? No, we're in Korea. I'm that's Samurai the, are coming. That's from... the tease, as oh, I'm saying. Oh shit! Okay, you All get, right. there is there is an action sequence that I was just like, this is just gorgeous. And then like I, so I watched it after. This is not going to make any sense for you, but I watched season or excuse me, episode two of season three of Westworld was mm-hmm. on last night. And there's a pretty crazy, like, freeze frame sequence at the end where, like, all of the action stops and the camera, like, pants all through it. It's like, it just basically looks like a video game, okay? About an hour or two later, I'm watching an episode of Kingdom and the opening, like, three minutes of it before, the cold open before we go to credits, I'm watching it and I'm like, yeah, this kicked the shit out of that sequence. And, like, and I'm just, I'm, I'm forever impressed by just, like, look at what they're doing, guys. Like it it is on a whole other level in terms of production and execution i absolutely love it so i'm probably going to finish season two uh tonight if we get out of here in just a few yeah uh, do you have any more tv you wanted to see? no that I mean that was pretty much it that's gonna i mean I, like i said i was kind of watching westworld i was kind of doing homeland some stuff but then i got yeah. this and i was like i gotta i gotta finish this one through those are our two big ones for sure uh i am continuing to watch devs uh on hulu fx on hulu it's so good. It's I, I, my jaw is on the floor mo, most weeks for that one. Drops on Thursdays. If you haven't caught up and you do have Hulu, I cannot recommend it more highly. That and Better Call Saul, two favorite shows on television right now. It's as good as it gets as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Westworld, um, we'll see, man. I am. St- we started off on odd footing. I was ready to come back and just like fucking love the show again, and they're really, I'm, they're really testing See, my patience. What I, what I want to ask about that is like, who loved Westworld the movie with Yul Brynner? That, who loved that? That's, like, well, that's my whole. Point. No one and talks why, about it. That's why I love the first season so much. Is because it's what we always talk about. If you want to reboot or remake something, take something that wasn't 
flawless to begin with. Oh, and Westworld fuck. is a total just like it's a it's a totally good okay mm. movie with a decent premise, but it's not a classic. It's not this like icon of the. It's genre. not a Logan's Run or a TH138 <laughs> THX138. Great examples. Here. It's not one of those other movies that should just straight up be remade. It's not the Omega Man or you know. Um, <laughs> So in the green, but yeah, no, I the agree with you. That, like but that was part of the charm of the first season. Was it's not to rollerball. Shut the. <laughs> let's just okay. But that was part of the charm of the first season is they were taking something that was, in real by deep. all accounts, somewhat hokey, or whatever, and applying like really deep, hard sci-fi themes to it. Yes, and it kind of disappeared up its own asshole, and it <laughs> it still has not found its way back out yet, as far as I'm concerned. Not everything has to be a fucking puzzle. Yeah. Jonah Nolan. Okay. Who you think you think you're? You, you don't think, have. Not everything has to be like. You think I'm you're? Gonna, li- you think you're Lindelof over here? You think you're writing fucking amazing shit? Just. I was just gonna say, not everything has to be trying to outdo your brother. Okay, we're not always constantly comparing you two. It's not a big deal. Who's his brother? Christopher Nolan. <laughs> you mean fuck? to tell me, baby brother Nolan made made all the stuff that you don't like? I I love the first season. No, I'm saying not the first season, but the second, like the rest of the stuff. Like, did he, he did he this leave? Is his ba- no, this is his baby. Oh, it's Jonathan Nolan, otherwise known as Jonah Nolan, and his wife Lisa Joy. This is mm-hmm. their baby, hundred percent. Christopher Nolan has nothing to do with this. Exactly. No, that's why I'm just saying. Like, you know, first season was great. You didn't have to like. You'd have to keep putting layer on top of layer on it. I don't know. It's just it's a little. It's a little beyond. I mean, look what he's had to worry now. about, dude. But I tell what? you who just showed up in the last episode. Kid Cuddy. Vinny Cassell. Kid, Kid Cuddy was in the first one. Okay, I'm sorry. Somebody was like, do you know he's in Westworld? No. I haven't watched season, I haven't finished season one. Yeah. Vincent Cassell showed up. I'm intrigued. I'm okay. intrigued. But I kind of was like, could we have gotten to him like at the beginning of this episode? Did we need the hour that preceded it? I don't know. So, tentatively... I'm watching Westworld every Sunday, but I gotta be honest with you. I'm also saving devs to watch right afterwards because devs is fucking great. Sometimes you need. I to did do cheat that. and watch the most recent one when it aired on Thursday, though, because it's great. Uh, what else? Plot Against America. You and I both watched yes. the first one. We'll talk more about that in depth as it goes Definitely. along. I think it's six episodes total. Mm-hmm. That is airing Monday nights. We got another a new one tonight and a new Better Call Saul. That's what I'm watching as soon as you get the hell out of my apartment. I mean, well, before I leave, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Do you remember one summer when we were at the beach, we rented two Oliver Gurnier movies, Nemesis and Nemesis 2. And we rented them because on the cover, there's a guy with guns and he's like a half robot. Do you remember those movies? Do you remember mm-hmm. renting and watching those? Because mm-hmm. Nemesis... The first one is on Prime, and I forgot to tell you that I watched that the other night, and oh my god, is it one of those terribly bad but great good awesome movies. Like, I don't know who he was, I don't know if he became any bigger than this, but like, do you remember those? Do you remember watching those? Please tell me you remember renting those from that video store at the VHS. I don't remember the VHS cover based on what's here on IMDb. I'm looking at pictures of what I believe is Kerry Tagawa. Yes, he's Is in the movie. Correct? He's in the film, yes. Um, okay. And I gotta be... Maybe, man. Maybe. I'd have to check it out. And you say there's a sequel? What's the cover it's that you're looking It's a sequel to Cyborg? 
Essentially, yes. It's like a cyborg sequel. According to IMDb, it's a sequel. To what, is the co- what is the co? What is the the cover they have on IMDb? Can I see? The cover it? they have on IMDb is this right here, which does look very like pretty much. It looks like they. It looks like the Matrix before the Matrix. Yeah, this is the what I remember seeing. Yes, and I remember just being like, oh, "We should watch that." It's on Prime, you say? It is, and it just so. I mean, like. Look at look. Just I'm sorry. Look at this. Okay, the you, you got to remember this. I'm sorry, too. guys. The IMDb description: Alex, a burned out LA cyborg cop, <laughs> is forced by Commissioner Farnsworth to find his former cyborg partner and lover, Jared, who's about to deliver sensitive data to cyborg terrorists who wish to wage war against humans. Is he being played? Question mark. Thanks for the plot description, Mr. Daniel Williamson. I mean, come on, man! You just—I okay, don't know. It's I'll just, check it. I'll check it out. Just and the refresh fir- my memory. Vague images of this are probably buried somewhere back there. I'm pretty sure once you start watching it, you might. I don't remember Nemesis two. I just remember there were two of them. But so I know that's technically Cyborg three. It's Nemesis two. I guess perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. It's like this whole thing where like it's I illegal to be an. It's illegal to be a robot. Let me tell you something. I I do not care. But based on what the plot description I just read, I will watch it. I, I just oh, I was hoping it literally, dude. This is the epitome of oh, that trailer looked really good. The 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 VHS cover looked great, so I rented it. And it didn't matter what the movie looked like, how good it was. We weren't into movies like we are now back then. Everything was great. Everything everything was, great. was five stars. Yeah, yeah. Because it was an action movie, and mm-hmm. sometimes there were boobs, but mostly there was lots of guns and like lots lots of action and really cool stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And yeah. then we grew up, and like now, like I watched a trailer. Now for, we have vague, distant memories of Nemesis and Nemesis Two, starring Oliver Grenier. All right, I'm there. And then check of course, it out on Prime. I gotta find my copy. I gotta find a copy of the Hitman, Chuck Norris, the Hitman. Okay, let me know when you do, and we'll watch. It it's only because it's the the way he looks in the last dream sequence. Okay. Of of um, it's it's. I think that's the first one his brother directed. But it's the way he looks at the him and Barry look in that last one with the the warehouse factory. They've got the long slick black hair and they're on like dusters and so they got shotguns. Sidekicks, yes. Yes, that's the way he looks in the Hitman. So like, I want to watch the Hitman now, but it's like eight dollars to rent. I don't want to do that right now. Okay, but I did just get save, paid. Save your money. So we'll save see. your save your quarantine money. Save that tax money. Watch some free streaming stuff. Okay, um, we're gonna we're gonna cut it short. We're not going to do a music... Uh, I'll just recommend the After Hours. I think you'll like it. Okay. That's Check out the latest from the weekend. Definitely. I was maybe going to do Idols as my three songs or less. We don't have time. I, I, I got a little bit of a headache, and I want to watch some Better Call Saul. And I, I got a trip. I got I to gotta, I gotta drive home. Yeah. So, until next time, for the RKV Podcast, I have been Noah. I have been Gavin. And we've been the Blanchard Brothers. We'll remind you once again, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Stay away from people. Stay uh, home. Here it's down to three people or less. Cops can break you up. Yeah. If you got If Veronica came in this room right now, we would be fucked. Yes. They would take us to jail. Yes. Yeah. No um, cats in here either. Oh, thank God. There's three cats, though. So oh, shit. I don't know. I get that they count as one person. I think animals are okay. I think it can. <laughs> I think it maybe come from animals, but you can't get it. So I thought dogs have passed away from it, but you know, you bury them in the pet cemetery, they come back. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. More on that next time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Seriously. Thanks for listening guys. Stay safe out there. Uh, and continue. This is not, does not just apply to us, but continue 
to support the arts where you can. A lot of people are putting stuff out for free right now just to get people through, which is awesome. It's awesome to see all these live streams that artists are doing from their homes and all this free shit. So where you can, go and actually support the people that are putting this out, even if they're not asking for it. And if you can, if you got your favorite, you know, mom and pop grocery store, your favorite, like, you know, hometown restaurant, something like that, the big chains are going to be fine. They got tons of money. They can pay people to work. The mom and pop stores, the small business owners that, if you can frequent them, please do so. They, you know, they would love yes, it. I've been trying a, to do the same. I know you have. As I know a, mom and as dad a restaurant manager who is currently not, not fully laid off, but definitely severely cut back on hours because of the current state of things, I will encourage everybody, go support small businesses. Yeah. Uh, so where you can and safely of course of but. course yeah i read a lot of people were doing like when they get food delivered they just leave they just get glo- get the food out with gloves leave the bags outside and wash it. It, it this is something that like as i've learned more i know it's something that like yeah the planet may be mad the planet's trying to kill us it's always trying to kill us but like we can and there have been plenty of people who have gotten sick and been fine we just have to take steps now as to not overrun the hospitals because, you know, yeah. the reason why there was so much chaos in the beginning is just the medical system wasn't prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they still are. So like, that's why we say, wash your hands, keep to yourself. If they eventually start giving stuff out to be tested everywhere just because, or there's some in-home thing they get, regulate yourself, call your doctor before you go if you feel sick. But again, stay home if you can. We understand people got to work. Yeah. But... We do all do the best we can, and you know, two three months time, we're we're not laughing about this, but we're definitely like, remember when we didn't have toilet paper, and like we were all out of work, crazy, right? Yes, but we hope so. Uh, so, yeah, stay safe out there. Until next time, we've been the Blanchard Brothers. Thank you all very much. We appreciate for you. listening. See you soon. Just a touch